You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Garlic's Podcast live show, Garlic's Nights. I did that backwards. This is Randy. This is Melanie. And this is Jesse. What's going on, everybody? Hello, hello. Hi. Howdy. All right, I was loud. Now I can get quiet again. Uh, <laughs> so here's what's on the agenda tonight. We're going to talk about some witches. Which ones? <laughs> I've got nothing for that. <laughs> All of them. Uh, and then a little bit of movie news, and hopefully wrap it up a little earlier than usual since we're kind of getting a... We're, okay, we're not getting a late start. This is when we always start, but still. Right. This is excuses. normal. This is, I got excuses for days. <laughs> um how are you two I'm how good are you guys doing yeah, all right. surviving this week is crazy yeah <coughs> yep uh okay well generally we'll, we'll we'll start with like what we've been watching lately i know jesse you said you haven't really been watching much no the debates don't count unless jeff goldblum is on mike pence's head <laughs> Wow, you! I like the. I mean, it's kind of an obvious connection, I guess, but I like the like mental connection there. Well, it's been. I mean, like, if, I don't know if you've seen some of those memes, but there've been all oh. sorts of the fly memes going around. Right. No, I mean, I knew about the fly, but I did not know. Yeah, uh, my favorite one is is Super Cobra Kai connected, and it's Mr. Miyagi with the chopsticks, just just like right next to right next to Pence. Nice, ready to get that fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ready um unlike the people in the debate yeah oh shots fired that's super sorry for getting political that's okay what have we melanie we've been watching stuff what have we been watching Did we, we watched uh, we've been wa- oh i remember what we watched well first off we've been watching Daybreak, which is the sh- I think we are probably talking yeah. about before. Mel- yeah, I know have. Melanie did. Yeah, we 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 also did too. Okay, well, I'm a little further into that show. It's still good. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to the RZA episode. Yeah, Ooh. it was enjoyable. Every uh, show uh, is improved by a RZA episode, <laughs> dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's interesting because, which like, I know well, is a member of the Wu Tang Clan. Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, we're experts. just want to point out that I know that we're experts on Wu Tang. We are. Welcome to the Wu Tang Grolics cast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> time for some action. Savannah which is actually a red man singer. song. <laughs> <laughs> Savannah says Daybreak is so good. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to say is, like, I knew there was the the RZA episode was coming up where he's the narrator. And I was like, okay, cool. But one thing I like, another podcast is going live now. Like two other podcasts that I know <laughs> is live right now. But stay here with us. Why? Why? Back off. Don't you know this is, you know what? <laughs> Daybreak reminds me. We're going to have to set up territory, <laughs> podcast territory. Yes, yes. Each podcast now has to start wearing like a Warriors-esque uniform. You better get a theme. And we're going to fight. 
Yeah. Mine is a distressed t-shirt. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is my post-apocalyptic Grolix podcast t-shirt. I like so, it. Diana says, don't worry, I'm staying with y'all. Oh, y'all, the, y'all other podcasts are in trouble now. <laughs> uh, anyway, but one thing I appreciate is that, hey, Turner, what's going on? It's good to see you back again. Um, about Daybreak is it's it's pop culture and it's you know referential and it's very meta um and it's over the top and ridiculous but also like it'll tell it still has like surprising stories about the characters and stuff i, I mm-hmm. feel like it's got decent character work it's not yeah. amazing they're not the deepest characters ever written but um more than i would have expected going into it so mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh so Melanie was over this last weekend and randomly, I don't know, Melanie, what put this in your head, but you're like, I want to watch Willow. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and because... Oh, it was the witch. It was the witch that dying at the end. That's what it was. <gasps> oh, that could totally have been one of our witch shows. huh? I didn't think of that. Yeah. Well, Willow, we're going to segue, I guess, right into witches with this. Um, but I did appreciate that one. You just randomly, okay, it was because of the witches, I got you, but you're just like, I want to watch Willow, and I was like, okay, and because it's the future, within like two minutes, it was playing on the TV, so I that that was good time. Also, revisiting Willow, very interesting. I had forgotten that Warwick Davis was Willow, and that he was the main really? character. Also, yeah. Warwick Davis, 17 years old during that movie. Super yeah. young. Crazy. Right. Yeah. And I didn't realize that the the main human character was Val Kilmer, even until Randy said it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that is Val Kilmer. <laughs> uh-huh. It's enjoyable. It's not perfect. I feel like if you could... Okay, it, Mad, Margin, Mad Mardigan is fun. Everything related to him is ridiculous, though. Oh, yeah. And the weird, like, also the evil witch's daughter who, like... yeah. The for the uh, the the love story, love interest, love thing that happens—it's mm-hmm. so unearned and ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. But the brownies, the little tiny people. Oh yes, yeah. Get them out of there. They are the worst part of that movie <laughs> because they constantly cut to them. They are the Jar Jar Binks of yeah. that movie. They're, yeah, they're so a little bad. Over t- they're over the top. Like if, either just don't make them talk. Just don't make them talk or get them out of there somewhere. <laughs> somebody could do a cut because this is how much effect they have on a movie on the movie after a certain point, despite the fact that they're there every scene. However, they're in effect. So you don't see them. Most scenes, it always cuts specifically to them. They feel right. much. That feels very much like an, like a reshoot situation where they're like, needs more humor, needs more, mm. needs more goofy comedy. Careful it's- guys. This is how we get Snyder cuts. <laughs> <laughs> right a bridge too far with these brownies i think except for some of the effects maybe i think it still kind of holds up though yeah no i i enjoyed it quite a lot and the effects i feel like cgi ages much wor- more much more badly for the most part i enjoy the effects but i'm also the kind of person where like old practical effects even if they're not good I kind of get enjoyment out of it, almost especially if they're a little janky, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you like that you like that dragon thing whatever that troll dragon i don't yeah, know you that were thing like... at the end it's yeah. such a, that two-headed thing it's such a weird design like it's the face it doesn't look like a dragon it's like a weird ugly thing with like a big old yeah big old. it's because it was made from a freaking troll but anyway that thing looked great mad martigan when he jumps on top of that thing doesn't look great um but yeah <laughs> oh you sorry you know what else we watched that also had witches in it I knew there was something. What? Uh, we watched oh, just one more episode though of uh, Lovecraft Country, but it was uh, oh, yeah, it was a very witchy episode, I'd say. Yeah. How far are you guys into that? I, I'm I'm interested to start it, but I it, it's not necessarily the kind of thing that Hollywood like jump right on top of in terms of we need to watch this. Yeah, and it's a really it's actually it's a strange show because it's. Everything's related, but it almost feels like every episode is like its own little like separate mystery type thing. So hmm. we're like, this is last episode was like Indiana Jones episode almost. It, it was one hundred percent Indiana Jones episode. We're five episodes in, maybe. And okay. I find, yeah, I'm glad Melanie you mentioned about like each episode is almost like a standalone because the first two or three episodes I was bewildered by this show. The pacing felt so weird because the first episode, there's like the pacing feels normal. It's all right. It's very tense. There's like, like, I didn't know where the show was going to go. And then like crazy supernatural twist at the end. And I'm like, what? So I'm like, whoa, where's this going? What's this setting up? So episode two feels like it runs through a whole bunch of plot and then wraps it up and the episode's over. And I'm like, that felt like it should have been the series plot. What is going on with this show? Where is it going now? Yeah. Every episode oh wow, kind of every episode kind of feels that way. And then I realized, and then yeah, I, it's very much, it's all inter- it's all connected. It's there's the oh, it's it's all, it's almost Buffy style, except more of a through line. But it is almost like Monster of the Week or Adventure of the Week, or there each episode does have its kind of certain thing that it's all related, but it does feel very like standalone stories in a way. Mm -hmm. So I think once you, if you know that the pacing won't feel so weird because honestly, a couple episodes in, I was like, I don't know if I like the show. If the pacing is too weird, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right. But yeah. Was it based off of a book or a comic or what was it? Oh, um, that's a good question. I think it's based based on on something. I think it's based on a book. Okay. But let me double check. Which I know is based off the work of Lovecraft. It's not like truly Lovecraft. It's like no, a Lovecraft yeah. homage. It's interesting because There's it's, a lot of- <laughs> it's yeah. very much about like the characters. It's very much about like the African-American experience in America at that time. Um, so obviously race plays a big part into the story. But it's also interesting because Lovecraft is kind of yeah. now he was a garbage. very racist. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was and awful. So I, I think that's intentional. Also, there's weird things in each episode. They're like occasionally there'll just be like a recording of a, a speech or something that plays during an episode. And it's like that ties in somehow, but I don't know how, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. That, those were witchy things, but those weren't the witchy things we watched. Um, kind of tangentially related, but uh, not super recent. Um, but 
it kind of applies is uh, I, I listen to a lot of Big Finish, Doctor Who, surprise, everyone, surprise. Uh, they finally came out with the, uh, the was I don't know what it's called, but it's the sixth Doctor adventure where he, uh, he basically has to protect Lovecraft. Uh, like the story revolves around oh, HP Lovecraft, so it's like you know, it's it's a it's a pretty um, I don't know, it's a time honored trope or whatever with Doctor Who, where it's like some kind of uh, psychic being, you know, attaches itself to so and so and feeds off of their fears, and so it's making you know basically lovecraft's worlds come to life kind of thing and at the same time the doctor is uh try, you know trying to save him whilst uh you know dealing with the fact that he is like a garbage human being and so we've got like we've got like uh beings from the future that are non-binary in terms of their gender and um yeah, and then and you know race race issues and and all of this is is you know wrapped up into this Doctor Who audio drama, which is pretty fun. Pretty yeah, fun. actually, okay, yeah, that's that's interesting. And the Doctor has to kind of like tackle this whole deal of like uh, the idea that you know yes, you can respect the fiction and and not uh, celebrate you know the beliefs of the man, but at mm -hmm. the same time, you know it's hard to reconcile that. Right. Yeah. Because it starts to taint how you view, you know, even their art. Yeah. Well, I mean, same could be said for, you know, the country and the founding fathers. Oh, oh gee, I mean, sure. It's like, well, anything, even Gandhi, yeah. you look at Gandhi and you, you mm -hmm. see the, you, you see the things that Gandhi did that mm -hmm. were truly great things. But at the same time, Gandhi himself was not particularly a nice guy. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I bet Mother Teresa was a B word too. No, I'm just sorry. <laughs> 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 um okay. Okay. Sorry. I was gonna say she, I bet she had some bad habits. Uh, oh, uh, oh my god. <laughs> I You're can't welcome. tell if that's good or bad. I think it's bad. Well, <laughs> it's a bad one. I don't suppose, you know, I don't, <laughs> as far as, as far as uh, Catholic puns, I have none. Uh, I see that. They're not getting better, folks. It's Thursday. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It is. A but I am distressed. I read one the other day, somebody posted and they said, they there was a we call those people the that like wear the big jackets and cut down trees what do you mean Lumberjack? those people <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna say what do you call those people is always that's a dangerous like, question. Like, I that's always a good way to start. What do you people? call these people? Those people. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm a, I'm a lumberjack. Okay. Yeah, it's a profession. <laughs> seems safe. <laughs> seems seems safe until we get a bunch of lumberjack hate mail. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Why does this postcard have an axe in it? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> why was that able to go through the mail yeah well, uh, what what about lumberjacks melanie uh it was a lumberjack and he was going to cut down a tree and the tree says stop i'm a talking tree and the lumberjack says you're gonna die a log 
Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) He's a lumberjack and he's okay. Yep. All right. um, Well, let's let's move forward unless anybody has a test. (laughs) Let's go. Um, Also, chat, have you guys checked out? Have you watched? uh, We're talking witches. Uh, Have you guys watched it? Can't you tell? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lovecraft and Lumberjacks. <laughs> Episode title? <laughs> Probably. Man. <laughs> Lovecraft Lumberjack Country. <laughs> okay. Oh. They probably both hang out in spooky forests, though. Well, at least they start out as spooky forests. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to who wants to start? Should I or should I'll start? Okay. No, okay, you start. I'll start. Okay. okay. I watched <clears throat> The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay. Because I thought it would be an interesting uh, approach to witches, and it was. Um, and so the movie starts, you can find it on Netflix. I don't know anything about it besides, oh, and it was made in 2016. But um, so the movie starts out with uh, a, like, murder scene and the co- the cops get there and there's like bodies around blood people have obviously been killing each other or something um and that's that's all fine that's normal for for them but then they find another body ha- like half buried in the basement and they were like okay this person doesn't belong in this whole mix because like this was a family and then I think that they're gardener or something. And Sarah, like, that's all, that all could be related. Something could have happened there and that happened. But why is there a, a lady buried in the basement? You know, that doesn't make no sense. So he takes the body to the coroner's office, or uh, I guess it's not a coroner's office, it's a, a morgue and a crematorium. But they do autopsies. So he takes it there and it's a father and son that it's like uh, a business that's been in the family for years. And they have like some background stuff, but. I don't need to get into it. You know, there's no, don't get too far into the weeds. Yeah. Um, the, one thing I want to say is it's a good setting, like a a morgue. It's creepy, you know, and the cinematography on this, I think is really good. Um, like there's just really interesting and uh, interesting shots. And the, like the mood the entire time was creepy and tense kind of, you know, so I really like that. But um, so they start doing an autopsy on this girl because they want her. They want to know something by morning because they don't know who she is. They don't know how she died. They don't know why she's there. So they're like, figure it out. So they start doing the autopsy and like from the very beginning, everything is weird. Um, and she has strange injury. She has no marks, but she has strange injuries. Um, and she has peat moss and under her nails and and toenails and stuff and then they start like cutting her open and she bleeds which you're not supposed to bleed um because your blood should have stopped flowing so there wouldn't be blood uh but they continue with the autopsy anyway but uh and then like all her organs are all messed up and whatever and as they like add more and more stuff that they're finding it's it's oh and her tongue was cut out too uh, but they're like this girl was tortured you know and and she wore her waist was too tiny she wore a corset weird stuff um but the, then the thing that makes it witchy they 
they start to peel back her skin and it's all got like symbols and writing on the inside of her skin, like all over it. And they're like, what the heck is that? How is that even possible? It's not possible, you know? And then the lights devil, then the lights bust. I'm telling you the whole story. I'm sorry. Don't, don't get too buried into, into it. No, no, I'm not. Don't go too far into spoilers. Okay. Then I'll make a lot of the long story short. Please. They, through their little clues and whatnots, they figure out that the body that they have is a witch. Uh-huh. And she's not actually dead. And the things that happen that I'm not going to tell you that happen, but all these things that happen, she is making making these things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so she's a witch. And then I can't give anything else away. Okay. <laughs> did, was it, did you like it? Was it good? Yeah. I did like, I enjoyed it. It was... It was different, which is part of the you know part of the reason I wanted it. It's like, you know, uh, uh, it's kind of like the mystery, the solve the puzzle kind of thing. I mean, you already know going into it, basically. I I think the situation, but still, it's they, them finding clues like some cloth from the you know that's got writing with a date from like the 1600s, and and it was located somewhere in you know New England. So you know bits and clues and stuff, and I like all that kind of kind of stuff so that was really interesting to me and like i said it's just the the setting and and how creepy is how creepy is a a morgue to have your whole thing happening um so yeah it was good i would recommend it i suppose it's not like the greatest movie but it's it looks really nice and it's an interesting take on the whole thing yeah i i like that scenario Mm -hmm. yeah it's a cool concept I would be showing some uh, stills, but the where the page where I usually look at for stills, it looks like she lays on a table naked because she's a body. A lot of the thing, and there's some oh, stills yeah. of that, so I'm not going to show. That makes sense. It's an autopsy, so yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. cool. Well, that yeah, that sounds that sounds cool. I didn't know that was any kind of witchy thing. Do they? Does it say? In, I mean, you must have found out somehow since you watched this for the witchy thing but does mm-hmm. it how does it handle that does it like go in knowing that you know or do they m well, night shamal on it right um dun 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 no it doesn't is, it, it doesn't go in it, it, it doesn't go in saying right away that she's a witch but it does go in it gets into it like the situation pretty pretty much right away where they're like okay this is all weird and kind of impossible like you know, she's okay. she's got scarring all over her inside, but no outside puncture marks. They're like, that's just not possible. Um, and, and it continues from there. So you know that something weird is happening. Um, I think in the very beginning, maybe they do try to play it off as like, maybe it's human trafficking, but um, that's not. <laughs> <It's up>. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, next. Next. Who's next? I, I can go next uh, okay. since I think Randy. It looks like your pick is going to be the most uh, normal witch thing mm-hmm. tonight, which is interesting. Yeah, I've 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 abandoned my like let's find the most obscure weird thing, and I'm just going straight at normal ones. But you guys are still bringing the interesting ones because like the autopsy of Jane Doe, I didn't know what that was. I I, I didn't either. No, I think I've heard the title, but I don't. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know that was even like a horror movie. And I wanted to do something that was 
familiar to me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started like looking at things and I was like, man, we've talked about a lot of things because initially I was like, I could just do Sabrina, but we've talked about Sabrina on this show before. Um, and then what else did I think of? I mean, like I was like, well, we can always watch the craft because I know Holly will always watch it. But we essentially talked about the craft last episode, which is what led up to this episode. So burying the lead. I went with Kiki's Delivery Service from 1989. It is a Studio Ghibli movie um, done by Hao Miyazaki, which is why I why I have watched it um, uh, because he's like a legendary animator of Japanese animation, um, particularly like motion picture length. And uh, so you can watch this on Vudu or you can uh, see it on HBO Max if you have a subscription. All the Studio uh, Ghibli movies are on HBO Max right now. And uh, so it's basically the story of a 13-year-old witch. And it's, it's crazy because it's like witches are just kind of normal, but not particularly beloved in this world. But uh, the way it goes is just like at age 13, uh, a witch will they'll go out into the world for at least a year and uh, just do their whole, I don't know, like a, like a coming of age kind of thing where it's like, you go now, go therefore into the world and find a place that you can be a witch and do witch things. And so Kiki is like, she's a 13 year old witch, but she really hasn't learned like a lot about being a witch. And she's not even really good at flying. Uh, but she's 13, therefore she go. <laughs> and, that, and that's kind of the crux of the film is like, she's just up and leaves, go out into the world, young woman. And uh, so she's got her familiar cat, the black, the black cat. And, uh, you know, he can talk. And I listened, I, I did the, um, I did the English dub that, uh, that was done. I don't know when, but like in the nineties, I believe, because it's Phil Hartman does the voice of the cat. So, you know, like, like the voice acting, and this isn't even the first original English dubbing. Like this is the English dubbing that they did when Disney became distribution for the studio Ghibli movies, which is interesting. You know, like this is on HBO max and it's got, you know, the Disney. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were, that was kind of the thing with them going to HBO Max, going to Warner Brothers. It was like kind of a middle finger to Disney because Disney oh. is so closely, not so closely, but been involved because they're kind of considered like this Disney of, of over there, you know? Right. But I don't know. There's probably wise of them to be like, Disney owns enough. We're going to go. Well, you know, like, yeah, because, and I don't know when that changed because for a long time it was Buena Vista which is Disney, um, right. which handled all their, all of their distribution. And so for a long time, you couldn't even get them. Like there was no digital studio Ghibli, you know, like you, you either had to uh, buy it physical or I, I don't think you could, I mean, you'd had to rent it from a store. Right. So like that was the only way to see it. And so just recently, all of a sudden you can, you can access it digitally you know, between those two services at least. And they kind of re-released it into Walmart not too long ago. It was like before, <laughs> if you wanted a DVD of this movie, it would cost you, you know, you know, a lot of money on Amazon. You'd have to seek it out. 
Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, back to back to Kiki. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I thought was funny and interesting is like she's not good at flying, so she like goes out on what she thinks is going to be the perfect night to go out into the world and find her new home. Uh, and and it starts raining, and so she like um, lands on a train, and so she's kind of like a hobo witch because like <laughs> she hitches a ride on a train. Right. That that automatically like makes you a hobo. Right. Like you can't get into the Screen Actors Guild unless you're in a movie. But once you're in a movie, now you're in the Screen Actors Guild. Isn't that how it works? Like all you have to do is ride on a train illegally and now you're a hobo. You do it once and you instantly have like a can of beans and you know. (laughs) I think so. I think I think that's how it works. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You, you, she already has a broom. All she needs is like the bundle of like clothes or whatever on the back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and just like that, we've alienated our hobo audience members. So I <laughs> apologize for that, but also I'm surprised that we have a hobo audience, hobos you know, and lumberjacks demographic. Who knew? Who knew they Two were groups. big in the podcast communities? Yeah, but I mean, when you're riding the rails, what else do you have to do but listen to podcasts like your friends at the Grolix Podcast, which you can find at GrolixPodcast.com. So I've never actually, yes, I've never, <laughs> G-R-A-W-L-I-S. I've never actually watched this one. I didn't know it. Was, yeah. I didn't. I mean, obviously from your, the, the still you sent me or, you know, you linked it's, it's obviously a witch thing. I didn't know it was a witch thing. Though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. It's totally a witch thing. But at the same time, like all she does is fly <laughs> and has a talking cat. Um, and so, like, those are the two things that really tie her into the witch world. And that's kind of the whole deal is, like, she's not ready to be a witch. She's not ready to be out there on her own. Uh, and that's what the crux of most of the movie is. Uh, but what what makes it a hallmark, you know, like, the hallmark of a Miyazaki film is, is just the beautiful animation. So, mm-hmm. like, even if you don't... Well, and the wholesome storytelling and whatnot, like, he does uh, a lot of tales which involve oftentimes a young a young character coming of age and so that's oh, kind of yeah. what's going on here i feel too. like that's most of them that yeah it, well for real yeah uh was it as uplifting as grave of the fireflies <laughs> oh i mean at least <laughs> at least that uplifting so that, if you haven't seen grave of the fireflies don't watch it unless you like crying yeah unless you like because <laughs> it's a yeah it's quite a tragic story so, so depressing yeah. i mean it's good but, but also i mean like beautifully done it is a beautifully right. told story but mm-hmm. also cool a, i mean it's good it's important it's, it's good it's, it's like it's like a it, it's like schindler's list it's it's a yeah. really good movie you gotta watch it once but then you're probably never gonna want to watch it again but yeah it is and you think it's a cartoon how much pain can it bring? <laughs> How much pain can this animated feature bring me? And then you realize, oh no, <laughs> American Tale, uh, Secret of Nim, mm-hmm. uh, Land Before Time. Those are, they Sadness. Got <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, it holds up? Good movie? You enjoy it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. As far as, um, is it like, a great, you know, like it's not going to be what you think of when you think of which movie, but it's a great, uh, it's a great movie, particularly for families. You know, like I think you, you know, you can watch this with your kids 
it's not that kind of coming of age movie. It's like, you know, like there's a young girl that's a strong female and she's going to make it in the world. It's not going to be easy, but she's going to persevere. She's going to find out what she's made of and she's going to do it. Yeah. And so it's super, it's, uh, I love it. I, you know, I hadn't watched it in a long time and, uh, it was a good opportunity to do so. So I did. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of movies for the family, uh, so, okay, this kind of ties into and Disney. <laughs> yeah. Isn't of. it Disney? Uh, maybe I'm just, no, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not Disney. I'm sorry. Well, it's, it's kind of got that feel a little bit. Um, but it, I believe it's tied to, is it produced by Jim Henson? It's got that connection. Also, oh, okay. So did, so did Willow. Interesting. Um, well, then it is owned by Disney, right? Or did he just uh, consult on it? I don't think Disney what? got nothing to do with this. Well, <laughs> they don't they, own everything, okay? They probably they do claim now. Everything. I don't know, if, but when it came out, I don't know. But. They don't. Uh, I'm doing some research as we speak. <laughs> so, produced by Jim Henson. Mark Sivas, Dusty Simmons, uh, directed by Nicholas Rogue. Rogue. It's based on The Witches by Rald Dahl. These names. They all sound like a bunch of hippies. I bet they are. Uh, Production companies, Jim Henson Productions. Especially that Jim Henson guy. Yeah. Hippie. Uh, Laura. It's not easy being green. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dis- distributed by Warner Brothers. There's no Disney anywhere in this. Huh. Anywhere this. Distributed by Warner Brothers. That does remind me, part of the reason I watched this, other than the fact that we're going to talk about witches, is, so, I, I, we mentioned witches, and last episode I was like, you guys remember the witches? Yeah. From that movie, mm-hmm. Angelica Houston, blah, right. blah, blah, and I talked about it. The next day, uh, yeah. HBO Max, a, a Warner Brothers, dropped a trailer for a, a new version, a remake or maybe it's just a new adaptation, but it looks like remake of the witches that'll be on HBO Max. And now, like, now oh, fun shit. fact: guess whose name is also attached to it? Who? Guillermo del Toro. Because <laughs> of course he is. God, it's like we're making the news now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk, I hope we, we talk are. About <laughs> in that case, new tech and movie. <laughs> 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 Call back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the movie. Uh, it's not the ten-year-old one. Yeah, this movie. This is one of those movies that I don't think needed a remake. And I agree, no one can top Angelica Houston. And I am not particularly. I mean, I don't hate their pick, but she's not going. She's not going to be scared. Yeah. No. Okay. So yeah, I'll talk about that for a moment. In the original witches, Angelica Houston is like the head witch. And in the remake, in the new one, it's Anne Hathaway. Hmm. I don't know, man. Anne Hathaway, and maybe it'll be amazing, and maybe she'll be amazing. Anne Hathaway doesn't have the same, like, But will it come out on Freaky Friday? (laughs) Presence? She's not in Freaky Friday. The same type of... The Princess Diaries. Yeah. Sorry. I keep keep jumping in at the absolute worst time. Go ahead. Uh, Angelica Houston is in... She's intense and she's mm-hmm. she is intimidating. 
Mm-hmm. Not two words I associated with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Intense and intimidating. Um, whatever. The other thing is, okay, so I watched The Witches uh, today from 1990, and then I watched, I rewatched the trailer for the new one. And of course they're going to go this route, and I'm not fond of the, and I'll get into it, but transformations in the 1991 but it's so CG, the new one. Of course it's CG. And the mice are all CG. That was one thing I appreciated. You know, it's obviously because it's got the uh, Jim Henson Productions tie in the original. Uh, you follow mice for a bit, and they're they're clearly like they look good. But some of them are clearly in some shots. They're like, I don't know, mouse puppets or something. They're like, they're creatures, right. a creature yeah, effect. Sure. And in the new one, you it's all going to be CG. You know that's all going to be CG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they might look okay, but like in the trailer, like there's three of them standing there on two feet talking. And I'm like, why are the mice standing on two feet talking? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, them talking is part of the story, but why are they on two feet? Like it's, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Angelica so Houston and Jack Nicholson were a thing for a long time. That what? would be the most horrifying household to walk into. Yeah. Those were the, t- like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Amazing. He likes strange women too. Cause who was that? Who was that other chick that he was with for a long time? That was like way younger than him. Well, I mean, if you're Jack, you got to find some, if you're Jack Nicholson, you got to find somebody to match that can match your intensity <laughs> at all times. Yeah. Yeah, what is that Houston. She was the girlfriend in Wayne's world. The one that they didn't like what was her name that they didn't like. The one that Wayne didn't like, that she bought him like a gun rack. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That chick. That wow. chick dated Jack Nicholson for like seven or eight years or something. I don't know. It's oh. weird. Anyway. I, now I have to look it up. Okay, I'm sorry. Her, her name's on the... I, I, I don't even have a gun. Mm-hmm. Laura Flynn Boyle? Yes, that's her. Laura Flynn Boyle. I don't even have a gun, let alone... <laughs> <laughs> Several guns that would yeah. Yeah. necessitate a rack. Yes. Uh, okay, so I think Angelica Houston's hired though. <sighs> she, well, I don't know. I guess that's pretty, she. She's she does seem pretty young. Not J- Angelica Houston. Um, the other lady yeah. for him. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about the witches real quick. So the yep. witches is basically it's you're not. It's you're not following the witches. It's about you're following Luke and his grandmother, uh, and they go to a hotel for some reason. I don't remember why, but they're staying at a hotel. And the grandmother has established through a lot of opening movie exposition, um, witches are a thing. They're kind of vile creatures, and they hate children. So basically, it paints it as like witches' whole thing are like they just want to get rid of kids. For whatever reason. Huh. Um, and then, so they end up at a hotel, of course. Hey, happens to be a witch convention going on at this hotel. And it happens to be Angelica Houston's there, who's the head witch, the most vile and evil of all the witches. And she leads all the witches. She's kind of like the witch rock star. Mm-hmm. And then um, Luke gets tied into it, and uh, they turn him into a mouse. And so part of the movie is him running around with a mouse, and him and his grandmother, and Bruno, this other kid. The fat kid who likes to eat all the time. Oh, his name is Bruno, even. Are you right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they're you know they're gotta figure out how to get themselves out of the situation and they kind of do and don't but they you know whatever movie happens yeah um so i always liked this movie i have a i had a soft spot for this movie i don't know when i it came out in 1990 i don't remember when i first watched it but i was i liked this movie i watched it when i was young enough to be like wow which is and we had talked about i had talked about it last episode right um about how we watched it a few years ago and we made we made we made them we made melanie's uh niece and nephew watch it because we're like these because i was like these kids don't can't handle horror movies because their mom watches like csi and murder shows all day they're fine with that on the tv but you put a horror movie on of any kind no matter how timid and they're like oh i don't like it so I'm like, we need to start watching the like showing them some family friendly horror movies. And The Witches was one of them. And it was the whole thing of like, Bella was like, "Can you turn the sound, the music off? It's scary." And I'm like, "That just that's not how a movie works." <laughs> um, yeah. But though I had watched it a few years ago, but I rewatched it again, and I really enjoy the first. Basically, I enjoy the movie quite a bit until the mice stuff happens. And then, in my opinion, tonally, the movie takes a nosedive after that. It's still not bad, but it's, it's, before that, it's more horror movie. It's more, it's, and it's not like terrifying. It's just creepy. It's got kind of an interesting atmosphere. Uh, it's all like, takes place in like, kind of English country, countryside type areas, um, which is an interesting setting, in my opinion. Uh, because I'm not from there, so it's it's unique. <laughs> and right. uh, I like, even though I said, you do get like an exposition dump from the grandma at the beginning, establishing the witches. I enjoy how it's played out and how it's done. I noticed that the trailer for the new one makes it seem like there's going to be Chris Rock narration, so I'm guessing all that will be replaced by narration, which is an odd choice, but... Um, so I never watched the the I never watched the witches and thought this needs more Chris Rock. <laughs> Whatever, right? Um, you know, real quick, I'm sorry. the The whole premise of this movie is just that witches are really lazy, so they're like, let's let's make all these kids mice so that somebody else will kill them for us because I don't have time for all this. That's <laughs> that's it, you know. They're like I don't want to have to chase children around. <laughs> yeah, that's. She even, well, she says something about because she has the one line, the one line. She had, okay, Angelica Houston, especially when she's in the makeup, the full getup, mm-hmm. has some. I, I realize I'm just sitting here on <laughs> this screen, and that's not exciting to look at. Oh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna see her in the full makeup in here. Uh, she has some weird line deliveries because she's like, witches only, whatever, only use magic or something like that. Like, because mm-hmm. somebody, one of the witches is like, you know, we could, we could kidnap them or we could just kill them. And she's like, and, and get caught right away. And then she wigs out about the magic thing. But you're right about the mice plot. Yeah. Real quick, another thing can I bring up? Yeah. This chick behind her right now, the blonde. Yeah. She makes me, I, I, it seems kind of like witches are like a separate species, but then she makes it all weird. It's like, so it's like, they're not necessarily like they 
turn into weird things. Maybe the longer they're witches or something. Okay, so they yes, the witches are very much like the, it's their own species. It's, mm-hmm. They're a creature. They're, mm-hmm. They don't have normal human toes. They're they're they wear basically human masks and wigs because at least the main witch yeah. she'll take her like mask off and she's a big crazy goblin esque looking witch creature. Mm-hmm. Um, the the blonde behind her is mm-hmm. she doesn't work for me on this rewatch. She is the uh. Happily ever after, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, because spoilers. After the story plays out, Luke's still a mouse. Like they don't mm-hmm. fix it; they just get revenge. Really, it's yeah. kind of a revenge tale. <laughs> but yeah, so the end of the movie is like, sure, a, a whole bunch of those witches are now like taken care of. Mm-hmm. Luke's still a mouse, and I mm-hmm. had forgotten about the very end on this rewatch and. It's even kind of like sad. I was like, is the movie going to end right here? Because the grandmother's like, Luke's like, I'm okay being a mouse. Just so you know, I'm happy to be a mouse, blah, blah, blah. And they, but they have lots of money, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But the grandma's like teary eyed and upset. And I was like, that's kind of a downer. And then the blonde lady shows up and fixes everything. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they didn't set that up quite properly. It's there, like, I guess her motivation in a way, because she's like the abused uh, assistant, right? Mm-hmm. So, and she survives and she's fine. She's like, I- I'm probably happy about it. It still seems like she's still a witch, though. Like, it seems mm-hmm. like a stretch for her to then be like, randomly show up in a convertible and well, fix the situation months after. Well, whatever. It's- it's not just that she was the abuse assistant. It's that now she's the queen witch. So maybe I she's just, like, all right, I'll let you, I'll let you be human since you, you know, made me the queen. I, I get, yeah, that makes sense. But, but man, I'm okay being a mouse until he hits puberty. And then, and then <laughs> what happens, you know? Well, he even has one line. He's like, how long do mice live anyway? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah like three years. <laughs> yeah, that's super dark. And I think that's when the grandmother got kind of upset. Um, so another annoying thing is like Luke hardly says anything throughout the movie until he's a mouse. And then he does that super annoying children's movie thing of like if it's an animated oh. character or a puppet, they have to say they have to be talking constantly. And it's not that bad, but... He's saying things, and it's like, why? It's the, it's the like, um, <laughs> to remind you that he's not actually a mouse. He's I, a boy. Got, that's got to be what it is, because right. it's the we've we've made fun of like old uh, Stan Lee comics oh, for yeah. this, uh-huh. to where it'll show us a panel of something happening, and then cut to, and the next panel is a character's like, Reed Richards is doing this. It's like, yeah, we know. There's literally a scene where we see uh, one of the witches like take some soup and drink some and eat, take a spoonful of soup, and then it cuts to the mouse. She's eating the soup. Yeah, I know, Luke. You idiot. <laughs> you stupid mouse. Well, maybe boy. He, maybe he thought his friend couldn't see from his vantage point. His in... friend wasn't even there. Oh, he killed his friend. His friend's not even there most of the time. Like most. Oh. Of the... That's one Bruno's thing, like, like, I wish I had soup. <laughs> it looks like 
there's multiple mice that can talk in the new one. And this one, there's two mice that you see at one point, but they were mice. They don't talk. Bruno and Luke get turned into mice. So there's only the two talking mice. And Bruno's gone most of the movie. So you're, it's just Luke. Um, the new one looks like it's going to be more of like a mouse adventure. There's going to be multiple mice. Have an adventure. I'm assuming it's two two boys and a girl because that's like it's the Harry Potter thing, right? Like that's the that's the adventure kids movie team up. <laughs> two boys and a girl. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. So that the girls there, so girls are still interested, but like it's yeah. not more like girls. The Harry Potter because, thing. Because yeah. we didn't burn our bras for nothing, okay? We get a character. <laughs> <laughs> we get, we get, we get it. Uh, what I'm character. saying is like, why just one? Why and why? Uh, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. To be fair, though, they usually make them the smart one, right? That's oh true. yeah, yeah, Hermione. Yeah, they got to try to be realistic somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I I don't know what else where to go with this. This was um, enjoyable. Yeah. So this this was this came out in the in 1990 which is also the year that jim henson died so is this like the last project that he worked on i i don't know maybe all right i mean it seems likely it seems likely obviously he would have completed this before 1990 and it would have just been released then um i i don't know jim henson stuff that much like i don't know a whole lot about his actual life, so I don't know. Hmm. I'll get back to you on that. I'm not getting back to him. On that. Okay. Well, I was just thinking about like you know, I, I talked to this guy one, this guy once, and he's talking about he's like you know, if you're talking in front of a group of people is and you don't know something, just be like, come back to me on that, or I'll get back to you on that. Right, right. It's like it sounds better. Like, I'm, I'm going to need to do a little bit more research on that, but right. I'll get back yeah. to you. I'll get back to you. Um, I, I, so the first part of the movie, I'm like, this doesn't need to be remade. Yeah. It's maybe slightly dated because it's obviously like, that's an older car. It's a little, you know, it just doesn't, it's 1990. So the film stock, it doesn't look super old. It's not, the production is an ultra nineties or eighties particularly, but the further it gets into the movie, I'm like, this could maybe do with some updating. I still think in general it's unnecessary and I know whatever they do with the new one, it's still not going to be, it's not going to make me happy, but there's just parts of this that get a little too goofy. And I understand it's supposed to be a kid's movie. Um, but I guess maybe that's the main thing. It's there's, there's some of the kids movie aspects of it just are kind of annoying to me where it's like, you didn't need to, you don't need to do that. And I, and the, whatever, whatever, I, I don't have to go on about it. It's entertaining. It's good. I, I don't know what I'd rate it at this point, but um, I was more upset that they were remaking it before I rewatched it this last time. And after the rewatch, I'm like, all right, that's fine. That's fine. Also worth noting is like in the new version, it seems like Luke and I'm assuming his grandmother. I don't know what they're, how the, they're, they're black now. So this is a, I know that's a weird thing to point out, but this is, it's, this is a very English and white movie. They are like, everybody's fairly well, well off. They're very English. Mm -hmm. And 
demographic change might not hurt the story. Yeah. So sure. I, I feel like more than just updating it for a new audience, maybe updating it for a, more a new world audience <laughs> that would uh, yeah. more easily identify with it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The witches. Watch so, it. Yeah. Watch the old one and then watch the new one and then compare them and trash tack it with us. I, I don't remember. I don't know. Recall exactly when the new one's out, but I think it's this month on HBO Max. Oh yeah, that, that seems right. And this movie, if you're curious, The Witches from 1990 is, uh, it's available on Netflix right now. That's where I watched it. It's only an hour and a half long. So. It's shorter than our shows. Man, <laughs> it, it is <laughs> not think, wrong. Other than the opening of this, I think my favorite part of this must just be ideas that it pulled from the book. There's a bit about witches trapping children in paintings, which I think play out really well. I, man, I really liked. I wish the oh, I wish the opening sec section of this movie was a movie, was mm -hmm. the movie, because that's a better movie in my opinion. I don't want to waste time, but remind me to tell you about the the movie with the the. Which is in the paintings and the hair, sometime. Okay, what? Sometime this episode or? Sometime? No, I know I don't want to talk about it this episode. This episode, but. Okay, um, and then. It's, I, I forgot it. Oh, and then the, like the the rules of the witches, like just their traits, the fact that they don't have toes and weird like things like that, mm -hmm. uh, and and they can smell children. Children smell terrible, like dog droppings. So <laughs> dog droppings, yeah. Specifically dog droppings. Um yeah. Oh, what That's a weird it. release. I mean, everything this year is gonna be released strangely, but it's going to be available to stream on HBO Max in the United States on October twenty second, with a theatrical release in select markets on October twenty eighth. Oh. So it's all it's going to release on streaming first and then like a week later it's going to hit certain movie theaters. I didn't realize it was okay. I guess maybe I'm going to have to stop making that distinction because there is like at least, you know, stuff like Netflix originals is a, feel feel a little bit different, but there still wasn't that distinction in my head be between oh, they're producing it for Disney Plus or for HBO Max versus it's a theatrical movie. They put a bunch right. of money into it. Like those felt like two different things, right? And I don't they don't have to be. be. Too, I don't think they're going to be two different things for very much longer. Okay, right. interesting. Makes sense. I mean, it it actually does make sense. You know, people who are subscribed to this, great. But if you're not subscribed to it and you don't plan on being subscribed to it, why not release it in the theater about the same time? Well, that's actually a pretty good segue into movie talk. If we want to just jump right over to it, sure. Because, uh. Pixar's soul just got a major shakeup, according to cementblend.com. Oh, mix Pixar's soul release. So the next big Pixar movie is called called Soul. soul. It's not called just the soul. soul of the company. The soul of Pixar was <laughs> killed a long time. Yeah. It, it, it died a lot as uh, <laughs> when it did its first sequel, Toy Story Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Cars Two was over, it sold its soul. <laughs> It sold its soul before cars. Oh, I yeah. hate cars. I don't care what none of y'all say. People are gonna. <laughs> I know that's gonna bring them out of the woodwork. Like cars is a good movie. A piece of crap. Cookie cutter. <laughs> I don't like cars. Well, I, don't, I don't like cars. I'm, I'm a, a guy. I'm a scooter guy. 
Speaking of segue, I ruined it. Okay. <laughs> Pixar's. Okay, so anyway, their next big movie is Soul. And because the theater, the world is yeah. in, in, the, in the dumpster right now. Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be released in June. Soul is supposed to hit theaters initially. It got pushed back. So what they're going to do is it's going to hit. Uh, it'll still hit theaters in other countries mm-hmm. that dealt with the pandemic better <laughs> at all. So <laughs> at all. Yeah. Okay. We, we yeah. dealt with it a little bit, kind of poorly. <laughs> we dealt with it by killing most of our people. I mean, what? <laughs> oh, wow. I, I thought I was like maybe going too hard on it. And then Jesse, oh. <laughs> he got come in with the dark. Like, uh, so anyway, yeah, it'll, it, in some foreign markets where theaters are much more open, they've dealt, they've, the, the Rona is more under control. It'll hit theaters, but here it's kind of like Mulan. It's going to hit Disney plus on like Mulan. It's not going to be a $30 rental. It's just going to hit Disney plus. Oh, really? So if you have Disney plus, you'll be able to watch it. That is quite significant mm-hmm. right? because that is, I mean, it's a Pixar movie. That's obviously they've spent a bunch of money on yeah. it. Yeah. Those are not cheap to make. They're still doing. Yeah. But they're, they're still trying to get people, I think to go for whatever the new HBO thing is. And a lot, I think a lot of people were unhappy and mostly the people that already had some form of HBO are really unhappy about the whole thing. So they're trying to just appease people at this point, I think. Well, I know this is Disney, though. And Disney oh. don't care. Yeah. I said it was going to be on HBO, though. Did I say HBO? I no, The Witches is going to be on HBO. Yeah, the, with The Witches will. Okay, well, then ignore me. It's ignore always- me! <laughs> I love that reference, by the way. It's yeah. one of my favorite. Um, it's one of my favorite that I feel like, Melanie, most people don't know. No, I'm sorry. But it's so good. Don't be sorry. It's better. It's, <laughs> when they don't know, it's better when it's just some random thing I scream. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say it too, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, and I might have said HBO Max because we were just talking about it. But no, it's going to be Disney Plus. And yeah, you, significant because, yeah, they're not doing Because of Mulan. Because they handled more Mulan so poorly. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's that's kind of it. So it will uh, premiere on Disney Plus December 25th. And oh, and in international markets, Disney Plus apparently isn't available yet. So that's probably part of it. But also, they're probably uh, like, well, we need to, you know. Oh, but those release dates for sold to hit theaters in international markets have not been announced yet. Okay. Are theaters angry, do you think? Hmm. Or are theater. That's the secret. Upset. They're always angry. <laughs> That's true. Are they upset? Are they upset AMC is this? definitely angry. Or do you think the Trolls World Tour, AMC, whole thing, like, do you think that was lessons learned and they're just, like, sucking it up at this point? Or are they like, listen, we'll go after Universal. We ain't going after the mouse. <laughs> We're not the doing mouse, mouse, no. No. Yeah, that's Oh, no. They will buy us and we don't We were banking free. on some Black Widow money, but we ain't saying nothing. <laughs> no. Can I actually? I'm sorry. Totally jumping back. Can I? Can I go ahead and actually say that thing that I re- was going to say till the next time? Because I read, I read the Wikipedia thing about it, and I have to share it now. Okay. What is now? It? Okay. It was a movie I remembered from my childhood. 
It's called the peanut butter solution. Have you heard of it? Well, let me give uh, you yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. An 11 year old boy uh, is a, a struggling. Oh wait, his father's a struggling artist and the soul care, soul caregiver or whatever. Um, he went to an abandoned mansion. And there was ghosts there. The little boy did. And uh, he was frightened and it made all his hair fall off. And the ghost felt bad, so they gave him the the recipe for a magic potion to grow his hair back. And they're like, but don't use too much peanut butter. We'll use this too much peanut butter. And then his hair just won't stop growing. It's growing all crazy long and crazy long. And it's ridiculous. And then the art teacher, um, who frightens children and forbids them from using their imagination, uh, gets fired and finds out about his condition, kidnaps him so that he can cut his hair and make paintbrushes and become rich. <laughs> oh, and he yes, can magic. He that, can, that's just how you make money, kids. It's just and, uh, and, steal he hair. Can, he can paint magic paintings. Somehow he can paint magic paintings too. I don't know. That might be because he's in the haunted house. So that that's why I thought he was a witch, but he's not. He could just paint magic paintings with this kid's weird hair that he got from a ghost recipe. It's is a the movie. kid also ginger. Like, is it like? Yes, he is. So stolen souls. <laughs> <laughs> and that relates to Pixar. How did You're you know welcome. he was a ginger? That's crazy. Because gingers are made of magic hair. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's not that they have magic hair, it's that they're made. <laughs> we're, we're made out of it. We don't have a soul. We need something to stoke the furnace of our lives. Oh, but yeah, I thought I right I was reading the Wikipedia and I saw the art teacher and I thought you would appreciate it. So I had to share now. That is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a fascinating premise for a plot. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, I promised we wouldn't be on super long tonight. So, okay. well, I promised you two though. I, I guess if you guys are the ones <laughs> delaying it, it's not on me. That's not your fault. Yeah. So that's my fair. point is I'm going to try to move forward with the news stories here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. There's no reason to be sorry. You're the one that's always like, and then, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and next, and then. <laughs> uh, glow. Oh. This is from a few days ago, but this, yeah. this I had to do this story because this bums me out because yeah, yeah. they were filming it. Yeah. Glow canceled by Netflix won't proceed with fourth, season, fourth and final season due to COVID. Yeah, it was such a big cliffhanger too. Yeah, so Glow had been renewed. Not only had it been re- renewed for a fourth and apparently final season, which meant we would have gotten closure. Right, it was being filmed when COVID happened. It had to be shut down, and now at this point, Netflix is like, "Now nah, we're we're just pulling the plug." But why? I mean, okay, so why can't they just delay it? Because they had, hold on, let me find it. I'm re, I'm I'm looking at Deadline.com, which is where I'm getting this article. Uh, hold on, they've done similar things with other shows. It's like, I guess the society, but also I'm not okay with this. Yeah, yeah, I, I was bummed about that too. Had been renewed. Both those shows had been renewed for another season, and then they canceled it. Right. Uh, they're ex. I don't see the quote here. Maybe it was in another story. I seen the quote. Basically, yeah, it's got to be. They must have followed up with, on it with another story. Um, Basically, they're just bleeding funds right now. I, I'm yes. I think that honestly, I think that's kind of it. But they're also like, it's with how 
with the size of cast and how mm-hmm. intimate the some of the film because you know it it is a big cast mm-hmm. and they will be filming con bo- contact wrestling type scenes mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh oh oh interesting savannah's got more that actually sounds more oh. that makes way more I was sense. gonna say because like the wwe didn't shut down ever not well, that that's a not that they're a good business model to follow during the coronavirus pandemic but yeah like they're yeah. actually wrestling so what yes but ne- that was netflix's excuse and they're like and it's looking like we wouldn't be able to get the you know finish the new series and get it out till 2022 and that's too big of a gap people won't be interested have you do you know you're full of crap yeah and they are full of crap because savannah i don't our sources say <laughs> that's why we're winning the 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 thursday war the thursday yeah. podcast war because yeah, savannah's we, on our side that's Suck right it, losers <laughs> 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 apparently savannah says apparently the actors contracts will expire before they can finish and netflix would have to pay more is what she heard is what our sources her say sources in the know uh oh also paul hey paul i didn't notice you were here he, he showed up to laugh a couple times i guess um, <laughs> we're funny we're funny no That's i love the right I like reaction that. I like that. Um, so that actually makes a lot of sense. It's probably a thing of like, it's going to cost this much to redo contracts. It's going to cost this much, whatever, to finish production. Yeah. Versus it's going to cost this much just to cut cut it out now. Just here's what we're invested. Yeah. We're going to lose this much or we're going to have to pay out this much later. Businessman, businessman. Cancel it. <laughs> Businessman decision. <laughs> it's like a LARPing situation where you're like, fireball, fireball, fireball. You're like, businessman, businessman, you're done. You're fired. You'll never work in this town again, kid. Okay, yeah. Netflix brass didn't have confidence that there would be big enough audience who, who would tune in at that point to justify the investment if it returned to air in 2022. That's... At least two and a half years. On their platform, man, we would have all like, oh, what's on Netflix? Oh, new season of Glow? Yeah, that's how it would have worked. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't... Okay, well, I'll move on. Like I said, I want to keep it quick. But that that bummed me out. There's been a couple cancellations that have been announced that it's like, well, that sucks. And mind you, everybody, over 200,000 U.S. citizens are dead from COVID. Uh, so right. none of this stuff really matters, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't talk about dead yeah. people generally. We talk about entertainment news. So this is mm-hmm. what we're going to focus on. So adjusting for that, yeah, this bums me out. Venture Brothers, I don't know that had anything to do with the COVID, but Venture Brothers getting yeah, I know that finally. really right. sad me sad. We talk about a show that would go years and years between seasons, mm-hmm. right? Wouldn't matter. Uh, it so it it's got the axe. Um, I'm not okay with this, which we already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Season one definitely like leads up to a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Guess we'll have to find whatever it's based on because I'm sure it's based on something. Anyway, hey, hey, you know hey. what's not going away because Disney won't let it. They will CGI everyone if they have to. They'll CGI the audience. They got Star that kind Wars. Of money. 
James Dean no. everywhere. No, not Star Wars. Mickey Mouse. And this actually, this actually this doesn't tie into like CGIing dead people. But uh, Bender, Bender, Bender from Futurama. Huh? Oh. Bender from Futurama. Okay, no. So last week we had talked about um, Jamie Fox had been in, was in talks or was confirmed um, he was going to be in the next Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. as Electro. He's going to reprise his role from the other Spider-Man universe, the Amazing Spider-Man movie franchise that died. Uh, he was going to show up in the new one. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Kind of lends credence to that whole rumor that was going around that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire were going to come back, which I think was only just a rumor, because it's pretty well, huge news if it's true. I mean, Huge going, if true. They're going CW The Flash on this thing, I think, because... Bender, Bened, Benedict Cumberbatch joins Spider-Man 3 as Doctor Strange. And why I say that kind of leads to the multiverse is because Ooh. what other Doctor Strange thing is coming up? Oh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness or whatever it's called? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it's pretty clear. They're definitely setting up like a... We're just... We're just going to bring a ball in. Elf Worlds! Woo! We're gonna have we're gonna have all of okay. I don't have any news beyond that. Uh, this article from HollywoodReporter.com, which I think they broke the story, um, surmises that it seems like Cumber they'll probably put Cumberbatch in the mentor role that was previously Robert Downey, you know, mm-hmm. Iron Man for Spider Man. Um, I don't know that that's the case, but it does seem like they're probably gonna start doing some real multiverse stuff and get weirdly meta with the franchises like DC is do, is doing with their Flash movie and stuff. I always like a good Doctor Strange uh, Spider-Man story because Spider-Man never handles Doctor Strange's world well. Doctor Strange is always like, whatever you do, don't do this. So what does Spider-Man always do? This. Mm-hmm. Whatever this is. Yeah. That kind of seems like a Spider-Man type of thing to do anyway. Right. Yeah. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. Guess what? I touched it. So how do you how do you feel about this? Because I mean, obviously, it's a very comic book thing to do anyway. Right. And, D- and DC is kind of wisely doing it, I feel like, to maybe salvage the weird threads, failed threads they had with their attempt to build their extended universe. Right. But Marvel, it seems different. Like, first, they don't have to. Right. And and I realize Spider-Man is still, like, in a weird spot where it's still Sony. I wonder if it wasn't part of the contract negotiations with Sony because, like, you know, that was all up in the air for a minute. Right. Hey, Maddie, D, no worries. Um, We're always late, too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, so... Oh, but I I kind of feel like maybe more than the DC thing, it what this is kind of like a response to into the Spider-Verse, maybe? They're like, well, that did really well. What if we did that with live right. action Spider-Man? Well, they also have to figure out how to build in the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. I mean, like all of a sudden they have all these properties and they're gonna have to bring them in somehow. And this is I don't know, kind of a lazy way to do it, but it's like an easier way to do it. it is. Well, I'm just saying this is Marvel. This is this is the reason I don't read Marvel because they can't just have a freaking comic. They have to have everything crossover with everything else 
5,000 times and then new crap is born that's just slightly different, but it's all still going to cross over again. I mean, and they're going to milk it for everything they can. Right. It, it just fe- it seems strange to me to pull in stuff. Strange. Um, <laughs> yeah. And again, I mean, uh, the actual story here is Maddie Dinos. He says a wizard did it. Um, is yeah, Doctor Strange is gonna be in Spider Man three, but it does kind of like lend itself to the whole like they're gonna tie into other Spider Man franchises, and that's weird. It's mm-hmm. weird to do for Marvel. Yeah. For DC, it makes a little bit more sense in in the right. movies. I mean, the comics do that crap all the time. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. But okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What a mess. <laughs> I, I like the thinking about, especially since Sony and Disney apparently still have like a deal and Sony still has, I mean, the fact that Disney got all pretty much all of their other Marvel franchises back to them, just like the logistics of working out like the legalities of all of that with the characters and the, you know, the pro- intellectual property rights, like what a headache, man. The, Disney though, I mean most movie studios, but Disney's got to be a master at that at this point though. They've got oh, yeah. lawyers that just do that in their sleep. Yep. Okay. Oh, Melanie, they only probably know. only pay seven fifty in taxes a year. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't have to expand on that anymore. But I huge love if it. true. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Maddie yeah. D says because they are Disney and have good lawyers, of course. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Melanie, or evil lawyers. I don't know if I, they're good. Yeah. I feel like you didn't get a chance to watch this teaser, but we talked ages ago. Like, this has been in the works for a long time, but Invincible, as in here, I'll, I'm will i not going to play the trailer on here because I don't want to get... If, if if anything, YouTube will flag it for sure, but let me pull up so you all know what I'm talking about. Invincible, the comic book from uh, oh yeah, Robert okay, Kirk- yeah. Kirkman. Well, Amazon has been in the works. Like I think there was an animated feature was in talks in the talks at some point, potentially a live action thing. But I feel like it was mostly this, especially it was mostly animated. Well, finally, the animated it's going to be animated series, hour long episode, hour long episodes. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. For an animated show, wow! But this isn't the this isn't the, a regular animated show. Well, right, this right. Is a Kirkman show, man. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Dead, it's it's going to be an hour long. Yeah, it's probably yeah. It's going to be more akin to like the serialized primetime type TV. But it's, very, it's not it's not for children. That's for dang sure. And that's yeah. That's something I want to talk about with the little teaser they showed. Um. So yeah, Invincible, which is a, a fantastic comic book series. I love it. Um, it ended not too long ago. It, okay, it ended like years ago at this point, but it's whatever. I'm out of the game. I'm out of. I've been out of the game too long. Uh, it's great superhero comic. Definitely not for kids, like Melanie said. The animated series is actually finally coming. It, it happening. Uh, apparently, it'll start. They'll release it next year. Apparently, uh, I guess. Anyway, and they released a teaser. And I was very curious about how how are they how are they going to handle it? And given that the comic book art style is very like thin line, it's it's not your typical comic comic book art style. 
the animation the animation is perfect. Yeah, it's it's just like a normal animated show, but the comic book actually lends itself to that versus something like you know, uh, I don't know, where you've got the super detailed comic book art and uh, all the shading and stuff. And then mm-hmm. you watch the cartoon and it's like that, right? It's like kind of flat 2D right. animation. The comic book actually looks like this. So right. th- that was my first takeaway from it. It's like, oh, that actually looks good. And I mean, I already knew like the storytelling, the way this, the comic book s- series is lends itself well to a serialized TV show. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how are they going to like, well, are they going to tone it down? Especially since it looks just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Looks like regular, you know, afternoon, after school, superhero cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they didn't show anything too extreme, but there's blood. Like, you yeah. can punch people, and there's blood. So I'm like, well, yeah. obviously, they're they're going to... Well, it looks like he's going to crush a skull, too, you know? So right. Like, like, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much else to say. I'm I. The teaser didn't give me enough to be like, I don't know. That didn't put me off of it. I'm kind of excited. Right, but I, I haven't seen it. But I would suggest people read the comic, um, for sure, because that's great. Yeah. Uh, and then if if that's not too hardcore for you, then then maybe go watch the movie. I don't know. And the thing is, I guess it depends. I I feel like the show, th- there would be the risk of blowing through too much of the story too quick, because part of what's so great about the comic, and you could binge through it quickly, but is it will set things up that it took years to pay off i guess it's kind of like in walking dead that respect where things will just come back but like this that series specifically and i feel like this is one of the things that unless they rush through a whole bunch of storyline that probably you won't get the full impact of because i don't see the series actually lasting that long um but like there's things that i mean literal years like this comic books went the comic book went for 10 11 years something like that and there's stuff set up in like the first few issues or so that doesn't come back till like 60 something issues later. So that element of it just makes like the world feel deeper and, mm-hmm. and more entangled. And I'm not sure if that will come across on the show unless they rush through a bunch of storyline, but I don't, I really don't want them to do that either. Cause yeah, that's right. It, it won't feel earned. You won't get that attachment if they do that. Mm-hmm. I got one more. I got just one more story. Also invincible. <laughs> Can't be beat. Can't be beat. Cannot be stopped. Snyder Watch. Invincible Snyder Watch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, bulletproof. Yeah. Like a uh, Superman. <laughs> but, I mean, if it wasn't invincible or bulletproof, it might be showing some of its its wear and tear right now. Because here's my story for Snyder Watch. Zack Snyder's Justice League additional shoots might be underway as we speak. <laughs> That's a story. Yeah. <laughs> That's an actual headline. That is the actual headline from cinemablend.com, and they're not the only people to uh, reported on this. And, and what's so funny is it's based fully on a picture 
that the cinematographer that worked on the just on Justice League, not the reshoots, specifically. <laughs> that never gets old, Randall. Best video ever. Thanks, Maddie D. Um. Anyway, the cinematographer that worked with Zack Snyder on the original Justice League shoots, not the reshoots, posted an image. Uh, back to it. Hashtag movies. Hashtag behind the scenes. Hashtag blue screen. Hashtag cinematography. Hashtag VFX on Instagram. So people are like, he's. They're probably. It's probably for Justice League reshoots. They're shooting Justice League reshoots, and it very much probably is. But it's not confirmed, and that is the whole basis of the story. It's like, hey, he, he this guy Instagram this. So do you want to see? Do you want to see sure. the? Do you want to see the image? This is, this is this is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for some insight into? Please, please, share. This will tell you everything yeah. you need to know. Okay. It's gonna suck. Oh. See, I knew it. <laughs> it does. Suck. It's, a, it's literally like a warehouse. It's just some like blue screens, a bunch of lights. I mean, this is this. Hey, there's a scissor lift in there. You can do so many things with a scissor lift. Right. Like you can lift put things. Superman on a wire and hang him from it. <laughs> they, they're probably not going to do that, but um, no, because his suit is blue, and you couldn't use those screens. I doubt his actual suit is blue, though. No, I like not. it's probably... this the Snyder cut. It's got to be like really, really dark blue. That is the weirdest <laughs> thing. I Super guess, dark. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that makes sense because that's part of what like the modern superhero movies. Part of what makes them look so good compared to older ones is the suits. It's so weird to me that for the most part they CGI those suits. Those suits right. don't exist. I mean, there that's is true. Version. Yeah. There is a real life version of those of those suits, but for the most part, what you see in the movie, like it blew my mind when I found out in Man of Steel, the suits that the Krypton guys, the bad guys wear, that's mm-hmm. all CG. They're just wearing like the black suits capture, with the yeah. They're just yeah wearing mo- gray motion capture tights, skin tight mm-hmm. tights, and they CGI'd their outfits for the whole movie. It's like magic. What? So <laughs> anyway. This is what that's what I think this is for the most part what a big Hollywood superhero movie look set looks like now. It's just blue screen or green screen. Um, can change magic lift, it's scissor lift, man. Okay, oh, scissor <laughs> lift, man. Yes, yeah. you can do so much with the scissor lift. That's a whole character plot line that was it is from Zack Snyder's <laughs> original vision. Was that's lift, actually man. cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and he's still getting more respect now mm-hmm. oh my gosh okay. Joss Whedon's terrible mm-hmm. Snyder, Snyder watch um, <laughs> your favorite part of the show our favorite part of the show blue screen scissor lift yep to be fair, this is like the level of like if we'd been doing Snyder Watch for all these all these years, this right. would be the level of story that you would get most of the time. It's just like there was that big sudden ramp up, and they're like Snyder Snyder cut is real. So I, I, I have a feeling eventually this will fade away. <laughs> this too shall pass. <laughs> and Paul's like, God, is it over yet? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's already ducked out of this part of the episode. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I had was the, the witch's official trailer. I already talked about that. So mm-hmm. that's all I got. All right. Can I real quick? 
I'll, I just want to jump through them. I felt bad because I was having some issues on the last episode and I didn't really have anything to be amazed about. So I have two things this time. Whoa. Oh. I was supposed to remind you of a thing. I, it's all right. Uh, I got them. The reality. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, I'm just going to say them real quick. You can go look them up if you want. Hey, Melanie. Yeah. What should we be amazed about? <laughs> Mixed thoughts of things, but I'll tell you these two. Okay. Um, scientists like just said it has to be peer-reviewed still but they put out a paper where they conducted an experiment um that set out to explore the like wigner's friend scenario which is like uh schrodinger's cat except with like an extra box kind of and there's they use people what basically the setup is uh they take a little pair of um you know the things the little shiny things uh, wait, wait, wait! wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like photons, photons. Um, okay. <laughs> so they entangle a pair, and then uh, they have one scientist in a room that measures it, and then another scientist that's his friend outside of the room that is supposed to measure if he measured it or something of that nature. But basically, they did this. They did this experiment. The one guy measured it. The other person showed that they didn't measure it, which means that two contradictory, contradictory versions of reality can exist. So there you go. Two versions of reality. That's that's a pretty, so pretty amazing. Simultaneously. <laughs> so the cat is yeah. alive and dead <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. And there's a guy outside that was supposed to feed the cat. And yes. he's measuring something. Yes. I like, I like that it's like, well, you know the thing of like if the cat's observed and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, what if we observe the guy who observes the cat? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the thing, <laughs> right? But also, if I, I might go full. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Okay, but I might go full anti-vax. And anti-vax, if scientists decide that there are multiple realities existing at the same time, because there you can't win any arguments with any uh, other oh, God, people no. at that no. point. Ever. No, what even our you know why? Because Berenstein Bears were Berenstein Bears. I don't care what you tell me. We live in a different reality already. We do. Okay. We do. The, re- the, other- the Matrix has rebooted a couple times. I blame that ma- that that architect guy in the white suit. That guy, <laughs> that guy's a menace. He's a menace. You know, bring me Spider-Man pictures, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the other one, because I'm trying to get through them quick. Um, physicists have successfully connected two large objects in quantum entanglement. Um, it was about a millimeter, a 13 nanometer thick, millimeters long silicone nit- nitride membrane. Um, and they entangled it with a, like a cloud of cesium atoms. Um, so you can entangle like solids, which is crazy and amazing. And they, they're not even the, the same material. So that's another thing we didn't know. So there's basically two discoveries in one and that one. You can you can entangle different uh, you know different materials, and some of them can be solids, which is super helpful for like if they're going going to do um, quantum computing and stuff, so that they can use the solid outside of it to kind of keep track of what's going on inside the computer. Because if there's just tiny vibrations and stuff, can screw it up. So having something that they can you know, actually see to uh, judge that by would be super helpful for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So 
Melanie, you told me both of these stories more or less mm-hmm. um, before, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I don't think I quite. I don't usually understand all of them, but I didn't. I don't think I quite understood the point of yeah that one because my mm-hmm. initial reaction to that was like, so when do we get like food? What, what are they? Um, replicators or whatever. Yeah, replicators. Yeah. That's what that sounded like to me. But no, okay, so that's different. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Because you know, if you you quantum you you quantum entangle one thing with another thing, then whatever the one does, the other has to do. Well, we can quantum entangle these whatevers with actual solid objects. I mean, they're tiny, but still, that's kind of amazing. We can do lots of stuff with that now. I just want to say, audio listeners in the future, if you never watch the video, you're missing out on on a mini sliders conversations yeah in the chat that i'm like we should do a whole episode on sliders at some point at this rate because clearly that's what our audience is into i love sliders during its initial run up to a point but melanie i know you went and rewatched it a few years ago like the whole series yeah i did it goes downhill but i could not do it once they started doing like the alien invasions the chromag, the chromags. Yeah. I'm like, get the off Chromax, of it already. Yeah. Jeez. I was like, I'm done. Here. I am done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I just wanted to. I had enjoyed it a lot, so I wanted to give it, you know, my full support. <sighs> okay, was was there other ones? No, nope, that was it. That was the two most amazing things I could find for the week. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. you were excited about him. I was excited about him. That's that's freaking amazing. <laughs> Anybody? Oh, what monster are we going to do? Oh yeah, next week. How many weeks do we have? have Chromax. <laughs> How many Chromag things? I think we should do evil art teachers that steal your hair. <laughs> evil art teachers. Oh yeah, doppelgangers, <laughs> body snatchers. That's not bad. I love body snatchers. Actually, that's, that's actually body snatchers and evil twins. Mm-hmm. So doppelgangers, yeah. body snatchers, evil twins. Yeah, I'm gonna get rid of rednecks, hillbillies, and backwoods. <laughs> listen, it's good and all, but we've already offended the lumberjacks. We've already offended the what were the, the other hobo ones? community, yeah. the hobos. We don't need to make all everybody else mad. Okay, okay. So, okay, doppel, doppelgangers, evil twins. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. Body snatchers. Body snatchers. Single white female would count, I think. Really? Oh, I would oh, think so she because she like, she kind of yeah. becomes a, a doppelganger type of thing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Okay, so great. That's the monster of the week. <laughs> we'll be talking about next week. Uh listeners, if you want, watch one, join us, let us know what you thought of it. We'll give us recommendations on other good ones. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't think I have anything else to promote. So uh, patreon.com slash Grog's podcast. Go there. Become mm-hmm. a patron. Mm-hmm. Our friends over at uh, Omug Comics or local comic book creators, uh, Omaha Underground Comics, uh, they just released their ninth issue. And this starts a three issue arc. Um, and so that's out. They did a Kickstarter for it, successfully funded it. And what's uh, the title of the thing for our audio people? Uh, Lenny Vernon Bad A Trucker. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's part of the title. So badass. It's badass. It makes like me feel Cobra like big, it makes me feel like Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, it's definitely got that vibe. Definitely has that vibe. 
I love it because every issue also has like a su- suggested uh, a suggested soundtrack. So oh, suggested nice. listening for this issue nine is "Sympathy for the Devil" by Motorhead. So a Motorhead oh, wow. cover of <laughs> "Sympathy for the Devil." That is that that yeah. Motorhead would be good. Some good stuff to do. Like listen to if you're a bad a trucker doing some <laughs> adventuring and fighting and such. Yeah, or skateboarding. If you want to get that uh, comic, you, uh, the Kickstarter is over. But if you look up Omug, O M U G Comics, uh, they have a website. You can order it off their website. Awesome. Um, all right, that's all we got. I told you we're gonna we're not gonna go to two hours. Yep, <laughs> we're almost a half an hour early. Almost from <laughs> from what, what we expect. So there we go. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll be back next week, I believe. And uh, have a good October. It's Halloween things. Do Halloween things. Go get pumpkins. Buy a pumpkin spice latte and throw it in the garbage. Buy pumpkin spice <laughs> cheddar cheese. Gross. So gross. Oh, I need to. I Yuck. should post that picture somewhere. Yeah, I seen there's a huge cheese wheel that they had drawn like a pumpkin face on. Yeah. And it was pumpkin spice. Mild cheddar cheese. And, I was like, Yuck. and of all the cheeses that could be spiced, cheddar's not the one. No. That struck me as so weird. As of all the like I'm, Jesse's the one that hates pumpkin spice. So I'm all the time like, look at this pumpkin spice, whatever, whatever. Look at this. This is gross. And honestly, like, <laughs> most of I don't it, even like, hate all pumpkin spice, but there's so much out there. Like pumpkin yeah. spice cereal. I, I can maybe get behind that. Maybe. But then there's like pumpkin pie Kit Kats, and i was like hey one is good two is garbage it turns into just the literal taste of awful in my mouth so i i definitely feel like a giant cheddar cheese wheel pumpkin spice is that's too far for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it looks <laughs> like the pumpkin cheese, too maddie d says <laughs> that's right <laughs> all right well thanks again take it easy have a good weekend yep enjoy yourselves and we'll see you next week <laughs> Thank you for listening to Grawlix Nights, our special weekly live Grawlix podcast series. If you've been enjoying this, be sure to check out grawlixpodcast.com slash live to find out where and when to listen to the next live episode. Currently Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on facebook.com slash podcast. Yeah, do a doppel, Jesse. In the future. <laughs>